Hey, welcome to Consider This the Podcast. This is episode one, and I am so excited to finally get this podcast off the ground. So let me first start out by letting you know the purpose of this podcast. The purpose is to create conversations, open minds, and to create a safe space where we can discover and even unpack points of views around sex and sexuality. I'm hoping that I can create an awareness, that we can create an awareness of many topics of sex and sexuality. So we'll get right into the podcast right after this brief break. I'll be right back. Welcome back. This segment is called Fun Facts. The fun facts for this episode is on lubrication compatibility. So a lot of times we don't even think about compatibility for lubrication, or at least we don't talk about it. So just to make sure that we are all on the same page, at least the wonderful listeners of Consider This. We are going to go over some compatibility for the type of lubrications that are out there, just a few of them, and the materials that are compatible with them. So we'll start out with water-based lubes. So with water-based lubrications, it's pretty much limitless. Water-based lubrications are compatible with almost all materials. So silicone, steel, plastic, ABS plastics, glass, wood, safe sex barriers like condoms, dental dams, um, nitrile gloves, latex, stone. Um, So water-based is good. Now we'll move on to silicone-based lubrications. So silicone, you don't want to use silicone with silicone. So it will break down the material. So just remember, silicone cancels out silicone. Any other material, you should be fine. If you have nothing else, and you need the lubrication, use latex condoms to cover up the silicone and do it, use some other kind of barrier to put over the silicone material to use the silicone lubrication. Then there are hybrid lubrications, which are pretty much a mixture of water-based and silicone lubrications. So if you have a material that is partially silicone that may have um, some silicone in it, may be fully silicone. If you are not sure, best bet is not to use the hybrid lubrication. Um, You definitely, um, even in the silicone situation with silicone on silicone it's better not to insert that inside of you 
if you're putting it in any kind of orifice, you definitely want to make sure that there is some type of barrier. You do not want that material to break down inside of you, not anally, vaginally, orally, or anywhere else. That's very important. And then lastly, we will look at the oil-based lubrications. So the oil base is not good to use with the safe sex barriers. So condoms, that would include the female condom, the FC2. Um, and if there's anyone out there that would not mind sharing, that's interested in um, sharing your experience with the FC2 condom, please um Shoot me an email. I'll share that information at the end of the podcast. I would love to hear your experience, good, bad, or indifferent, with the FC2 female condom. Um, I have been trying to get some feedback on it and have yet to get that. So I would love to get that information. Um, but I digress. So, um, <laughs> um, the oil base will also will break down that material. So you don't want to use it with um, latex. You don't want to use it with regular condoms. You don't want to use it with the female condom. You don't want to use it with dental dams. But it is compatible with polyurethane. So um, an example of that would be the Black Dragon Nitrile gloves and then the Trojan super condoms. So anyone that's not familiar with what you would use gloves for, anyone that is using gloves for any type of barrier for any type of play, anal, vaginal, any type of oral play, um, in just any type of barrier, the gloves are um, compatible with the oil base lubrication. So another example of an oil-based lubrication would be any kind of oils you may have around the house, such as baby oil, or these oils that you are able to use on your body and your hair, these multi-purpose oils that you may have around the house. And also another good oil um, is the Vaseline um, body oil that is now available on the shelves. Um, it's a very nice oil that feels very good on your body. That is one that should not be used on condoms or um, the female condom. And it would still be considered the oil base. Um, a material that I do want to point out, which is a very good material because of what it is made of is the ABS material because it is non-porous. So this is a tongue twister for me, but I will try to tell you what it is so that you are aware. Um, but the ABS material is a material that a lot of toys are being made with um, currently. And it's, um, bear with me, it is the acrylonitrile butadilene. Butadine styrene, I believe is how you say it. Um, it's a non-porous material, so it makes it very easy to clean. Again, it's non-porous, so materials, I'm sorry, not materials, but um, ingredients don't um, absorb into the toy, which 
makes it very easy to clean. You don't have to worry about boiling it. You don't have to worry about washing it for um, a certain amount of time and then rinsing it in hot or lukewarm water and going through the certain rituals or using certain types of cleansers to clean it. Um, you can use um, soap to kind of just lather it up, rinse it off, and then dry it. Um, also, for individuals that do share toys, those that are fluid bonded, those um, who are in into that, they are able to do that and are less likely to um, have to deal with STIs, sexually transmitted infections, with having um, ABS material toys. So I just wanted to put that out there. thought that was very interesting information and something to share. So this information was pulled from um, an article that I saw or more so the compatibility chart that was shared by Sex Out Loud Radio. They can be found on Twitter at Sex Out Loud Radio. Um, this was shared by Sarah E. Muller. Um, this was put out there by her in 2015. You can also just find compatibility charts on lubrication by doing a search in Google. But it's very helpful information, something where if you just can't retain this information, something you can print out, stick it in your wallet. It's good information to know. Very helpful. So um, those are your fun facts for today. And... We will be right back to get into the topic of the show. All right. Hold on. Be right back. Welcome back. Wow. That information on lubrication was pretty interesting. Hope you all are able to use that and put it to good use. So now on to our main topic for this episode. So the topic of the show tonight is muscle or machine. So muscle or machine is all about toys in the bedroom. And I chose this topic because it reminds me of when I used to sell toys. I used to be a toy distributor for Tasteful Treasures, which is like a pure romance if no one has ever heard of Tasteful Treasures. And pretty much it's a toy distributor. So I considered myself to be a romance enhancement um, consultant versus a toy distributor. So my joy in that was educating couples or educating an individual and helping them to be able to find the joy in pleasing themselves or pleasing their partner or finding the joy in spicing their their sex life up or finding new exciting way new and exciting ways to um, bring back that spark um, taking the the sex outside of the bedroom or spicing things back up in the bedroom, things like that. So it was kind of a inspiration into the research that I was looking at as I prepared for this show, 
because I wanted to know as far as um, toys and with May being masturbation month, I thought it was a perfect topic to kind of jump into since we're approaching the end of May. I didn't want to let this go by. I wanted to be able to address this and not miss the opportunity. So I did a little bit of research and what I found was kind of parallel to some of the feedback and responses that I would get at some of the parties that I would do when I was selling for Tasteful Treasures. So when I would do these parties, there were times where it was just women that I would go and do these parties for. And then there were other times where it was co-ed parties. There were couples and there were um, sometimes there were just single women there or was just um, women without their partners. So a lot of times the women would come to the parties when it was just them. They would want to purchase um, vibrators, dildos. They would want to par- purchase products for themselves. They would want to purchase products for their partners. But they would have comments to say, well, if I get this, he's going to say that I'm not going to need him. Or if I get this, he can't match it and make comments like that. If there were parties where the partner came along with them, he would pretty much make those same comments. Now, these weren't the same people. It was just that the comments were common or there was a commonality between the responses that I was getting between the parties where there were co-ed and there were just the women at the parties. So I thought it was very interesting where I did these parties maybe six, seven, eight years ago. And today where I'm looking at research that was published maybe two or three years ago, that's pretty much showing out of research that men are still not so much educated on sex toys and they're not so much engaged in using and bringing and introducing sex toys into the bedroom to engage in for their pleasure as well as the pleasure for their mate. Now, the one thing I will say is that the majority of the the research and the results of the research all were geared towards heterosexual couples and the results of them were based on heterosexual men. One of the studies um, from psychology today basically showed that um, based on heterosexual men that were using vibrators, the reason they used it were basically to please their um, female partners. And in doing so, they did it for the purpose of pleasing their female partners, but their sexual satisfaction and pleasure were lower. And in that, they had some internalized rejection. They felt that they weren't good enough, so there was some internalized inferiority. And then there were some misconceptions on sex toys and some negative messages that they had for that. So all in all, 
there needed to be some education around that so that there was some understanding that there should not be the negative stigma or to either minimize or just completely wipe out the negative stigma around sex toys and sex toys in the bedroom. There was another study that um, I came across that looked at 49 men ages between the ages of 25 and 58 also heterosexual men in relationships that actually incorporated couple oriented type vibrators. So this particular study looked at couples that use vibrators for both themselves and their partners, yet they also did it so that they would please their partner. In this particular study, they were looking at four particular areas which focused on pleasure, the awareness of the partner's experience, the novelty and variety of the experience, and then the intimacy. Um, still, the, res the results of the study came back showing that the men were more focused on the women's pleasure, um, doing things and changing up and making a larger variety of the things that were done and the toys that were being used for the purpose of the female partner. And again, their pleasure and their um, sexual gratification was lower based on these acts than it was for the women. So the women were happy. The women came out on top because they were being pleased more but the men were not as sexually gratified. So I thought that was very interesting. But it, again, it said to me that there needed to be some education around it, which also made me wonder. So what was it about these men not wanting to bring the toys in the bedroom? And it made me think back to the conversations that were being discussed at the parties where the men would say, well, you don't need me. I can't do what these toys can do. And you can put a battery on that and it can go forever. I can't last that long. And it can make you come more than I can make you come harder than I can make you come. But my response would always be the toy can't do things that you can't do. And you can't do things that the toy can't do. So let's look at it. So the toy can't hug her when she's done. The toy can't put warm body heat up against her. The toy can't talk to her and kiss her and tell her that they love her or she's beautiful. The toy can't grab her the way she needs to be grabbed and hug her and caress her and give her the passion that she needs. The toy can't do all of that. The toy can't flip her over and do all of that. She got to manipulate and handle that toy. She, you don't have to be manipulated and handled. So there's many things that the toy can do that you can. And when that battery runs out, the toy is dead. She got to go get up and get another toy. So in my own personal experience, I have a particular toy that I like. The bullet is my favorite. I'll be happy to share that with you all. But that is my favorite. That is my go-to. But I can say 
that a particular individual, if I hear that individual's voice, it is the individual's voice that helps to stimulate me more when I use the bullet. And I have a better experience hearing that individual's voice. Then the bullet doesn't have a voice. So therefore, the bullet can't do that for me. So it's those things to consider when you have these things that come into play. So I hope that this helps somebody. I hope it's a conversation that someone is able to have or to start or even just think about. So until next time, uh, I want you to consider this. We'll be right back as we close out the show. And I'll give you some information so that we can uh, move on to episode two. We'll be right back. Hey, we got through episode one. Thanks for hanging in there with me. So we are at the end of episode one. I want you to reach out to me. You can reach me by email at the good girl, girl to spell G Y R L at gmail.com. You can also find me on Facebook at Ray Sean R A E S H A U N and on IG and Twitter at R A E underscore Sean S H A U N underscore the number four real. I look forward to hearing from you. Send your emails with your feedback, your comments. Please, please, please send all your information, your comments. Listen, I don't get offended easy. Say what you need. Say what you want. If you have topic ideas, please share them. If you, um, um, anything that you want to share, send it. I'm here for it. All right. So I look forward to listening in. I look forward to you listening in to the next episode of Consider This.